Good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. This is episode number 51, and we are the podcast about bad books, movies, and television. Today, we are talking about The Last Airbender. I can safely say that this is the worst movie called Avatar that I've watched this year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, The the Last Airbender, of course, is the pan-Asian martial arts special effects kids horror movie uh, from Nickelodeon and M. Night Shyamalan. Is it really pan-Asian? Is that... It is super pan-Asian. Everything from the Caucasus to Kamchatka? <laughs> Pan-Asian with people casted from the Bible Belt or India. Yeah, as it may be, yeah. It... yeah what the hell? Can we we had a skinhead as a lead character against like all these evil Asian people. How is this, how is this not the most racist movie ever? <laughs> <laughs> we actually got a comment on our Facebook page from somebody who was like, I wonder if they made this any less racist than the Nickelodeon show. So maybe it's worse when it was a cartoon. <laughs> I'm just saying this is the whitest lead character named Ong I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I should mention at the top of the show here that Chris didn't have time to watch the movie this week. And so today he's going to be drawing from the Wikipedia summary as well as his experience watching Air Bud while in the middle of an eight-day bender. So... <laughs> That's right, and you know what? That dog can shoot. (laughs) (laughs) I I hope that'll be enough to get you through the show. Uh, Let me introduce you to today's panel. You've already heard a lot from them already. First up, he needs to save the entire world, but sadly, he's been reincarnated as a whiny child actor this time. Uh, It's Ezra. Wait, I'm six years old, and I can't have a family? Oh no, I'm going to freeze myself in a bubble for the next time. What the hell? Why is he so pissed off that he doesn't get to have kids yet at six? Super Mormon. <laughs> wow. So the the official unprepared panelist today, uh, he's the only waterbender in the southern water kingdom. Sadly, he's about as talented as he is necessary to the story. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Chris. I'm not really sure what waterbending is. <laughs> that's, that's pretty fair, actually, for the character, Chris. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure she is either. But apparently I'm female. (laughs) Uh, Also joining us today, Chris's brother, very special guest today. He's rockingly Eskimo mullet, and uh, the first girl to show him any romantic interest killed herself to save a koi fish. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Paul to the program. Dude, she was freaking hot, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, the white hair, ten-year-old. Oh yeah. I'd like all of my romantic interests to be imbued by moon power. Wait. (laughs) 10 years old? Are you serious? She was, uh, she, was she was 16. Yeah. Oh, wasn't the character younger than 16? Uh, whatever, man. 16 in way, shape, or form. That's game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Actually, I think that's still illegal most places in any way, shape, or form. Not in the northern water country, am I right? <laughs> hey, when there's snow on the field, play ball. It's not oh. all when you play ball, Paul. <laughs> I think that's exactly when you don't play ball. That is when the game is canceled. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Also, of course, I'm your host. Uh, my dad banished me from the Fire Kingdom and would only let me return if I... Never mind. None of it made any sense. My name's Alex. <laughs> Good job, Slumdog. Sir, we really could use some plot benders at some point to whip this bitch into shape, could we? <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan killed the last plot bender with the happening. <laughs> 
Well, also, M. Night Shyamalan was the producer, director, and writer. He wanted to make sure no one else could take credit for this huge steaming pile of shit that he <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm going down. I'm taking the bullet for all the other guys. <laughs> So, now, before we talk about the movie at all anymore, we need to have a good, firm summary in place, and the person we turn to for that, of course, is Chris. So, Chris, since you didn't see the movie, I'm going to give you 45 seconds to read random sentences from the Wikipedia page in the summary, in the critical reception, anywhere you want. Just grab a sentence, read them out of order quickly. You have 45 seconds, and go. Oh, God. Uh, Once the Fire Nation armada arrives... Zhao begins his attack while Zuko infiltrates the tribe on his own, <laughs> capturing Ong while he entered the spirit world to find the dragon spirit to give him the wisdom to defeat the Fire Nation. Wait, <laughs> what? Okay, uh, scroll down, scroll down. Pre-production began late in late 2008 while filming... Nope, never mind. Uh, in the present, Ong becomes unfrozen by a 14-year-old waterbender girl named Katara and her older warrior brother, Soka, from the Southern Water Tribe. Um, something, something, something. Cliff Curtis as the Fire Lord Ozai. (laughs) Clash of the Titans made a decent profit at the box office? What? (laughs) Um, and lastly from the plot, oh god, um, discovering that his rescuer is Zuko, Ong takes him to safety under a cloak of fog before leaving him to continue his journey. Aang uses the ocean to drive the armada back. Ozai appoints his daughter Azula to pursue Ong and hinder him in any way before... Oh, God. <laughs> um, before Sozin's comet makes its return in three years' time. Guys, what the fuck? Very well done, Chris. That, that was a great job, Chris. Let me just point out, though, that the wisdom that Ong got from the dragon spirit was... Use the ocean. <laughs> yeah. All right. If you're a waterbender and you can control water, I'm pretty sure use the ocean is already your, your number one plan. <laughs> yeah. It really it should have occurred to you by now. Oh, stop using those cups of iced tea. Start <laughs> using the ocean. <laughs> Well, uh, now, I think we've been kind of hateful to this uh, this movie already, so before we get into any more of that, you know, we should be fair, we should do a compliment, the first half of our compliment sandwich. So, Paul, as the guest today, you have the right to go either first or last in the compliment round. Which would you prefer? Hmm. Seeing as how I only have two nice things, and then I would just have to BS after that, I'm going to go first. Okay, great. Uh, your reasoning doesn't really make sense with the format of the show, but I love your your. <laughs> I love your balls, Paul. Go. <laughs> so, first nice thing I have to say is, of course, it looks cool. Thank you for igniting my boyhood Ernst for moving things without actually touching them. Uh, <laughs> also known as uh, puberty, I would say. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Oh. Gross. <laughs> All right, Ezra, you're gonna be you're gonna be second. Awesome, Alex. I'm gonna take one from your playbook and compliment a pun. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know if you realized uh, what kind of candy the Earth bending people had. No. 
it was rock candy. <laughs> they had like strings of rock candy at like the cellars, and oh, I was just wondering totally like. Did. And that's not a pun. That's like a clever visual pun. Yeah. Like that, they're not even beating us over the head with that one. They let you find it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of excited about what the other candy would have been if we had seen it. You know, like um, for example, Airheads would be the you know the Airbenders. Oh, nice. <laughs> We'd also nice. get um hot tamales for the fire people. Nice. And um, gushers. I was thinking probably for the for the water. I am in awe. I don't even have anything funny to say. I'm just so impressed with you. Thank you. Dude. That's cool. <laughs> Some good shit, Ez. <laughs> Also, I want candy. (laughs) Chris, now, please give us a compliment from this movie. Well, I really liked uh, the fire guys because they were unafraid to show their emotions. (laughs) And, like, it's like everybody's, like, Latin and just very exuberant. Like, not, not these guys. These guys aren't, like, cheerful and made of, like, you know... Bell peppers, these are like your Serrano chilies. <laughs> they hit you hard. So, uh, you know, I just, I, I thought that played well uh, through the direction. I wish I could watch this movie again where I'm assuming that every one of the fire people are salsa dancers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chris, I'm sorry, didn't, in your version, did you think there's people made out of chilies? No, no, this isn't Veggie Tales, The Last all right, so my my first compliment. Uh, so at one point, the main character, An Yang, is walking through the field covered in the bones of his dead family. I'm sorry, did you say An Yang again? Yeah, the main character, An Yang. <laughs> They're not all An Yang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean by covered? I mean, I saw it, but what do you mean? <laughs> there were bones, just was... just lots of bones everywhere. Oh, okay, so you didn't mean like he was covered in the bones of his dead family, like no, he was wearing a no, Halloween the field, costume. The field, the field. Yes. Oh. That would be a bad <laughs> Sorry, Halloween. when you say somebody's walking through a field covered in the bones of their family, I'm I like, understand. It, the comma should not be where he thought it was. I was. I, I made that ambiguous the way I said that, yes. Uh, so going back a step, An Yang is walking through a field which is covered in the bones of his dead family. <laughs> and it made me think, if you step on your mother's back and break it, does the sidewalk crack somewhere? <laughs> yes, of course it does. I mean, so that's that's just silly. Uh, in part because you're, maybe your mother was a earthbender. Um, but the other issue, all these family are monks who all seem to be dudes. How how did he come to be? Well, well what you don't understand are that airbenders are like sea cucumbers. And that they can fillet themselves. <laughs> <laughs> a common known fact of the sea cucumber. <laughs> yeah. Are you thinking of wang benders, Chris? Because that is different. Oh, fuck. Sorry, man. <laughs> You're right. So now it is time for our, our regular movie feature, Lightning Bonus Round. Lightning Bonus Lightning Round. Bonus round. Lightning Bonus Round. Nice. As you guys know, Lightning Bonus Round works by one person starting a conversation about a random topic in the movie. We discuss that until somebody else says Lightning Bonus Round. And when Lightning Bonus Round is said, your joke is over. This can go in any order for as long as we want. Who would like to start Lightning Bonus Round? I, I got one. Please. I love what this taught about military strategy. So, 
your your enemies, all right, are the fire bending people. They can't create fire usually. They can only control fire and manipulate. Okay. The big water people strategy was extinguish most of the fires before the firebending people get there. <laughs> Not all of them, most of the fires. <laughs> if you extinguish all the fires with the water you can control, <laughs> they can't do anything. They can just sort of do Tai Chi and nothing happens. <laughs> how, how was this even a fight? <laughs> and alternatively, why is it not like that every single firebending person standard issue has a lighter on them? <laughs> <laughs> you guys both suck at the one skill you're given. <laughs> Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Okay, so the opening of this movie, the words appear on screen. Book one, water. Here are some other options they should have considered. <laughs> movie one, water. Or perhaps even... Part one, water, because then if you forget whether you're making a movie or writing a book, you can just copy it over and over again and never will matter. <laughs> yeah, no matter no matter how good or bad a movie is, it's still not a book. It's not for a book. Book one. False. <laughs> <laughs> this is what this is what it is to watch a movie with me in the theaters. Book one, water. You lie, sir! <laughs> Words. Words. They lost you within the first word that they had on the screen, Alex. I don't like anything. (laughs) All right, lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus. Hey, Chris, what's one of your lightning bonus rounds? (laughs) Chris, do you have notes? I have to ask. Like, did you make notes of like on on just thought stuff you thought of? Um, my notes include pay utility bill. Uh, <laughs> lightning bonus round. <laughs> lightning bonus round. So I got one here. Yeah. Great. I noticed the uh, airbenders, they all have these gigantic arrows like on their head and onto their forehead, you know? Yeah, the tattoos. Yeah, the tattoos. Yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering these tattoos, you know, I'm, I'm wondering what kind of a bender do you have to be for that gigantic arrow to point to your dong? <laughs> uh, and I think it would be Keystone Bender. Uh? <laughs> hey, uh... hey, uh... <laughs> or just a, just a rule bender. <laughs> Sexual assault bender. <laughs> Actually, I was assuming because the, the arrows on their head like pointing at their face and it's in Chinese characters. So I just assumed those were the Chinese characters for I'm with stupid. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Did you guys realize that that for some reason, the Luck Dragon was back from Never Ending Story, but they made him into part beaver. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is with the flying beaver? And they never oh, were yeah. like, hey guys, isn't it weird that we're on a flying beaver? <laughs> yeah, the only one of them in the, in the world. They're like, well, that's a giant beaver. And then a minute later, it's flying, and they're like, oh my god, it can fly. So clearly they've never seen the giant flying beaver before. <laughs> and they're like, well, we just better get on the giant flying beaver because we don't have time to take the bus. The great thing about this also, though, is at one point they have to approach, like, this uh, water area. Instead of flying, the beaver chooses to just, like, swim through the water. And it's like, <laughs> right. the beaver already can fly. You know what I need? I need more resistance. That's the stealth mode of the beaver. Yeah, the, beaver <laughs> the beaver's, like, looking for, like, hey, I need a no-impact full-body exercise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got... It's a jokes. fat beaver. <laughs> He's just doing aqua size with all the old people. He's like, <laughs> using his beaver kickboard. Ten old people and then one giant flying beaver with a saddle on his back. <laughs> I am blasting my glutes, guys. <laughs> all 
Alright, lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Chris, it sounded like you had something else for us that was very specific. Oh, well, I just want to talk about how, you know, the idea that he was the last airbender mm-hmm. and how it was kind of dumb that they made him keep playing that arcade game just to figure out that he could bend air and then ship him off to the fight, you know, uh, in another galaxy. Chris, are you, are you thinking of the last starfighter? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Seems like you're giving the plot of the last starfighter. No, there was that lizard guy, you know, the, the you know. There he, was he, he a giant him. lizard in this movie. Uh, who presumably yeah. friends with the giant flying beaver. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see their kids. <laughs> hey, Ez, you know, I feel like we should talk about like, the darker parts of your history. Oh, like you mean the, the year and a half when I was in a, a POW camp? Yeah, you're you're a genuine American hero, and I'm just not sure it's funny enough to talk about. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not really much I want to say about it. I, I guess something that was kind of funny was that the the guards actually really hated being there, also, and that in order for them to get through the day, they would listen to uh, audiobooks from Audible on their uh, on their iPods. I mean, I guess that makes sense, right? Guarding people's boring, and the best thing to do at a boring job is to listen to great audio content, right? Yeah. This is all while you were, like, being not fed. and. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I kept myself uh, sane, basically, by listening to them, listening to the books. That was even still pretty good. <laughs> you know, I'm assuming that uh, guards for prisoner camps don't have a lot of money. No. No, not at all. Uh, it was really sad. I mean, I was just happy that they could actually get a free audiobook. They uh, they just signed up at audiblepodcast.com slash weep and... Uh, for being a fan of the show, they got a free audiobook. Wow, just so so you were just sitting there mm-hmm. watching your friends die of starvation around you. Yep. yep. And over sixty thousand downloadable titles kept you going. Sixty thousand titles to keep you from worrying about survival. Audible.com slash read it and weep. Nope. Audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. Very Thanks, good. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> So I got a, another one. Yeah. This is just like dub TF, right? Um, the Fire Nation is like running across this bridge, and then the fog rolls in, and they lose their way on a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> literally, I could open up my arms and touch either side of the bridge. <laughs> Wait, there's fog. Where do we go? <laughs> I, I had that note also. It was like, hold up. It's a little foggy. We don't want to lose anyone. All right. <laughs> Everyone find your buddy. Yeah. Or maybe it's like it's more like the Pacific Northwest where it's just there's a lot of mist and so they all get really depressed. Yeah, they're like, oh, <laughs> man, I want my hoodie. I don't really want to climb. I mean, do we have to cross this bridge, guys? We cross this bridge every day. Can't we just go get coffee? <laughs> Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. All right, so uh, we beat around the bush on this, but now we have to beat the bush. <laughs> okay, the bending works that... They don't actually, like, necessarily do the motion that corresponds with where the things move. They have to do some sort of cardio kickboxing. And as the longer they do it, the more mystical energy builds up in the thing that they're bending. And then when they, like, point, then they can unleash it. The... As I understand, uh, I think their body is a Wiimote uh, for, <laughs> for each of the elements. 
Yeah, that thing does not correspond to any motion that's actually going on on the screen. No, it's just the right flick. At the end of the the session, it'll they'll give a, get a little calorie count that's like you burned six and a half calories today. <laughs> oh shit, my foot's out of batteries. Gotta reload. <laughs> well, guys, remember when that um. Tom Cruise, who played the Earthbender, who then went to go, you know, uh, learn the ways of the Airbenders, you know, then fell in love with the culture and he came back to fight the other Earthbenders, you know, in the noble style of the Airbenders. But and really, he just proved a point about imperialism. Chris, but I thought it was a really touching moment. Are you thinking of the last samurai? No, man, that's the last Airbender with with Tom Cruise and Ken Watanabe. <laughs> I can't say that I know the difference between these two, actually having seen them both. It is actually roughly the same in terms of imperialism. <laughs> uh, I got something on imperialism, man. Oh, sorry, lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Uh, why why does M. Night Shyamalan hate India so much that he would turn Indians into imperialists? Like, why are we like, let's make them the British? I mean, isn't but, it about their turn, you know? <laughs> don't they deserve yeah. it? But seriously, what did India ever do to M. Night Shyamalan? They made him Indian. <laughs> okay. <Whoa. laughs> also, why would you pick the like chubby, happy comic face of Asif Monthi <laughs> to be the face of evil in this movie? He is so like endearing and well, I think it kinda went the other way. It was like M. Night Shyamalan was like, Alright, I want all Indian actors for the fire people. We got the slumdog millionaire guy. I don't know any other Indian actors. (laughs) (laughs) I had a problem with the fact that all this went down because of a shitty dad. This fire dad caused the problem. You know what I'm saying? I think John Mayer could teach him something with uh, the song Daughters, just a little bit with, you know, sons, obviously. (laughs) Place of daughters. Fathers, be good to your firebenders. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes your kids make mistakes, and you don't need to banish them over it. Yeah. Mm. Or burn them in the face. Yeah. What the fuck? This is not a fire father of the year. I don't feel I don't really like kids, so I was like, yeah, burn him in the face. But then also sending him away. I mean, you can't you can't punish him twice. That's double jeopardy, isn't it? Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, send him away from the from the salve that he needs for his burn. That's silly. <laughs> yeah. Child bending protection services. That's what this movie is missing. No, I'm sorry. It's just that child bending sounds so criminal. <laughs> <laughs> no child from bent in this podcast. <laughs> no child bent behind. <laughs> Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. <laughs> I, I just want to... <laughs> I want to say something about just the stupidity uh, among all the peoples, but specifically I'm going to target right now the, uh, the water people. Alright? So, they have magical spirit fish that control everything. Okay? And these fish are like the source of their power, basically. Okay, one, if the source of your power is a fish, maybe you want to guard the fish. (laughs) Two, it's not an adequate backup plan to put like a spare fish spirit in your princess's hair. (laughs) This is not really uh, spirit security. Neither of these are good ideas, okay? You really deserve to be wiped out, a water Yeah, you really want to put that spare in escrow. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And what was like the reason was like, wait, why are powerful spirits fish? And they're like, they want to teach us humility. Also, shut up. 
That's what that sounded like to me. It was like... Yeah. The other bad guy for koi fish is just like slightly off pH levels, man. Those guys. Are <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you don't put that drop of whatever it is in that little bottle in the tank, yeah. dude, that your spirits are dead. You got to bring them back to PetSmart for a refund. <laughs> spirits floating upside down and then straight down the toilet. Sorry, Fire of Nation, but the spirit fish were already taken out by tail rot. <laughs> <laughs> Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. This is actually, this reminds me uh, of the other part in the movie where James Gandolfini (laughs) is uh, leading the ragtag band of earthbenders that are all gathered in that same place defending an island, uh, you know, in the middle of San Francisco Bay. Um, And, you know, the cops and the military of the firebenders are trying to get in. But, uh, you know... He's just he's running he's running that that uh, I guess castle if you will. Okay, okay, I'm gonna stop, stop you there. It seems like you've combined the last castle with uh, the rock for some reason. <laughs> You're uh, no, I'm pretty sure I was watching the last Airbender. <laughs> to be fair, I've only seen like half of the last castle on like TNT on a weekend. They were not on Alcatraz. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. And only Nick Cage and Sean Connery <laughs> had to let Nick Cage out of jail. Oh, sorry. It looks like you've combined that with Con Air now, Alex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the clues to get out of jail are hidden in the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> I'm gonna break my, gonna break my rusty cage and run. I'm gonna break. I'm gonna break my, gonna break my rusty cage and run. Okay, uh, it's time for our second half of our compliment sandwich. Let's put another piece of bread on this bitch and eat it. So now we like to go in reverse order of the way we did compliments at the beginning. So that makes it my turn first. So the firebenders have these boats that put out just a ton of smoke. They are horrible heavy polluters. And I actually want to compliment this. I think this is a really clever idea by the production designers because the air pollution is going to quickly accelerate global warming, which totally fucks the water people. So I love that. <laughs> Wouldn't there be more water? Well, uh, less ice. Firebenders clearly have naval superiority. How could they have naval superiority when they don't control water? Well, I mean, they control fire, which controls smelting. So that's why they're the only ones with any iron implements. Everything in in the Eskimo village was made out of ice, which is pretty fucking weak. <laughs> An ice boat is not going to last you very long. I've seen Mythbusters. <laughs> I would love Mythbusters to take on Last Airbender. <laughs> like, you know what? Mythbusted. You cannot be a white person with an Asian name. <laughs> they just do two hours of Tai Chi, and like the the fire is not moving. I mean, the fire. It... <laughs> that fish is staying dead. Mythbusted. <laughs> I threw a blonde girl into the ocean. <laughs> Didn't help. <laughs> All right. Um, so moving on backwards, Chris, what is your second highly specific compliment? My second highly specific compliment is actually fittingly at the end of the movie when Daniel Day-Lewis, uh, the last of the airbenders, <laughs> who actually was born a firebender is running through a hail of bullets and the score is lifting you know you up with a swell of strings and he's fighting for a time 
long gone but much remembered, where man was free to respect nature and uh, wear leather moccasins, even though he's tramping through the woods. All right, Chris, I'm going to stop you there. I'm pretty sure you're thinking of actually the other avatar. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty good point, actually. (laughs) Was Daniel Day-Lewis in that one, too? (laughs) (laughs) All right, excellent. Uh, So, Ezra, what is your final compliment? Okay, this actually is pretty good. There was a character that I really liked. It was the flying lemur bat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because, uh... I'm I, sorry, what the fuck? <laughs> yes, there was a flying lemur bat. There was a flying Did lemur they bat. actually call it a flying lemur bat? That is what they called it. Are you kidding? I mean, a lemur bat would have been enough because bats fly. Right. I, I uh, also like that the lemur bat was like the last of an endangered species. <laughs> I like that maybe there's a spin-off, like lemur bat, the last lemur bat. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so uh, Paul, that gives you the honor of closing out the content portion of our show. Do you have one final compliment for us? I do. Um, I had a few, but they all got taken up as insults. <laughs> Funny how that happens. Yeah, um, I'm going to just go straight to the point, which was I went into the movie having a headache, and it did not increase my headache. So, <laughs> wow, I mean, even with the 3D you. glasses? I didn't... Oh, shit, this was in 3D? <laughs> <laughs> All right, and now it is time for one of my favorite segments. This is called Infrequently Asked Questions, where people write in in a variety of ways on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash weep, on Twitter, twitter.com slash read underscore weep, by phone at 509-588-1280, or just emailing us, podcasts at read-weep.com. Any way you can, ask us a question, and we will answer it on the show if we possibly have time. So, Chris, why don't you fire up another question? Uh, Andrew writes, given what you've suffered through, is there any hope for the future of mankind? (laughs) (laughs) Jillian writes, (laughs) what are your favorite books? Actual favorite, non, read it, and weep. Mm. Uh, see, you know, actually, I do have a hard time not being silly. Like, I have a hard time with real life questions. Yeah, right? (laughs) How do we make this funny? Yeah. Okay, how about, how about this? So, so let's let's try to let's maybe make this a little more specific. So, a book you've read recently that you like, and a book you've read a long like that's like a long-standing favorite. Okay, one I, book that I read recently that I liked was uh, Joshua Ferris's, and then we came to the end. And one that I uh, read a long time ago that I liked was uh, you know uh, X Men: The Age of Apocalypse. <laughs> one through four. That shit is tight. <laughs> Okay, as a, a recent favorite and an old favorite. Recent favorite is uh, Haruki Murakami's Kafka on the Shore. Um, nice. And uh, an old favorite would be Cat's Cradle by Vonnegut. Nice. nice. Yeah. I mean, I, so in my normal life, I read a lot of nonfiction and not a whole lot of fiction. For the sake of fiction, I only recently read The Maltese Falcon, and I liked it a lot. Uh, and I've always liked High Fidelity. Nice. Yeah, nice. Uh, if you have any other questions for us, infrequently or frequently asked, uh, put them on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash read and weep, and we'll try to answer them in one of these segments.
Thank you so much for listening to Read It and Weep. We had promised, I know, I know, I know, this was supposed to be the episode Read It and Weep does Read It and Weep uh, this week, but we uh, we put it off one week so we could attack this steaming pile before people forgot about how bad it was. So that episode will air next week. Re-listen to the first three episodes of our show if you want to be caught up. And then after that, we're going to start reading Eat, Pray, Love. And in order to celebrate that, we will be drinking, cursing, and fucking. <laughs> So uh, you should all do the same if you want to prepare. I think that's a great idea. Hey, guys. Uh, since this was an M. Night Shyamalan movie, uh, I want to tell you actually the twist ending for the podcast. Oh, oh, okay. Turns out Paul was dead the whole time. Oh, no shit. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Oh, also, the- I was the evil villain. What? what? And, and it's modern day. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Plus, it was the trees that did it. <laughs> Plus, the call was call- coming from inside the Statue of Liberty on the beach. Plus, there actually was something on the edge of the plane. <laughs> Plus, there are two brothers. <laughs> Plus, Luke and Leia are totally brother sister. Plus, Judge Doom is a tune. Plus, Kevin Spacey was the guy. Oh, oh, shit. Plus, Brad Pitt is the same person. Plus, it's a wonderful life. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Uh, uh, anyway, that is it. Uh, thank you so much for being here, as always, Chris and Ezra. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Thank you for making the journey, uh, even if you were dead, Paul. It's really great to have you. Yeah, dude. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, is yeah. there anything we can plug for you, Paul? Like your site with photography or something? Sure, yeah. Uh, photography.paulogston.com. Photography.paulogston, L O G S T O N.com. Perfect, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, That's we'll, it. and uh, we'll put a link in the show notes. You're, you, uh, you're a photographer? Uh, uh, by weekend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, are you, are you a porn star? By weekday. By <laughs> <laughs> weekday. <laughs> Well, uh, it was really good to have you. Everybody, thank you so much for being here. Check us out next week for the anniversary show. We are out of here. Goodbye. 